two center backs for the Rapids. Brilliant ball in from Ronan. Just rises up, beats Safari. What a fantastic save. The only way to go to playoff is getting points, right? We we will play, we will face every team is on the same train than us. And if we are not getting points like today, today it's disappointing the way we we lost, you know. So this is the only way to to go to playoff, just making points. Well, there he is, former North Texas SC head coach Javier Cano. The news breaking today that FC Dallas uh, front office staff decided to dismiss Javi Cano after a poor run of form that has um, North Texas in the 11th place in MLS Western uh, Next Pro Western Conference. So some of the news today that we're going to get to as we welcome you to Afterburn soccer show i'm your host nathan hill you can follow me at nathan j hill it's a it's it's a warm one here in southern california a nice warm one and i don't know where if it's warm where you are we welcome jose carmona hi it's uh kind of cool over here right now oh, good good for you you can follow him at el chico carmona on twitter we just invite you to pull up your chair pull up your computer screen chat with us uh hang out with us and uh let us know what you're thinking about the various news and rumors and things that have come out over this past weekend and today. It's kind of a busy news day for FC Dallas and North Texas Soccer Club fans. So let's start, before we get to the Seattle result, North Texas goes down to Houston Dynamo 2, a team that they have so far not been able to beat in Next Pro, and um, and, and fall apart. Again, they, they get an equalizing goal in the second half from Pablo Torre, who is making a nice little season for himself as a sort of a as a youngster, is growing into it. Um, and but you could hear even in that post game comment from head coach Cano that just the despair, the exhaustion uh, of struggling, uh, of seeing this team make those same defensive mistakes that we have talked about on this show time and time again, and just unable to get over the hump, unable to make the corrections. You could hear it in Cano's voice. And as a result, it with their position, as we mentioned before, front office staff decided FC Dallas dismissed him as head coach. And uh, John Gall taken over in the interim role. And we'll see how the rest of the season unfolds. Let's. Um, so, Jose, just, just your reaction on that move. Well, you know, I'm completely stunned, you know. We, uh, hey, how's it going, Marcin? Yeah, I'm completely stunned. You know, it, it's, I frankly expected this team to uh, add some reinforcements. And I'm not talking major reinforcements, but I did expect them to address the fact that a lot of players that they were hoping to have available to them this season, uh, namely uh, bottom of the senior roster players, uh, were not available because. FC Dallas is so banged up that, you know, Endele, Camungo, Mulatto, uh, all these guys are, you know, with a senior team, uh, Corka, Norris. Um, there's just, these are players that North Texas anticipated having available. And uh, as a result, they, they, I mean, right now, I kid you not, the a the average age of North Texas, uh, the North Texas roster, is under 19 mm. on average. And and mind you, that 
age would go up, the average would go up if some of these players from that are on the FC Dallas roster would be made, would be made available to them. But that's not happening. Uh, and there's a difference between last year when we had Coach Ka and this year. Coach Ka last year, they got a team with the idea that there would be very little movement between the senior team and, and North Texas. I don't know if they planned it that way, but that's how the team was rostered. This year, they plan on having rotation with the senior team, and that hasn't transpired due to the injuries. And as a result, North Texas, uh, some of their key players right now, uh, Ale Ursa uh, has 13 starts and uh, three off the bench. Uh, he's got like 1157, uh, uh, 1,157 minutes played this season. Mm-hmm. Diego Garcia has 1,008 on 12 starts and two coming off the bench. And other other key youngsters that have played for us, Nairobi Vargas, over 500 minutes. Uh, uh, Ramir, uh, Ramirez, he's got over 500 minutes. Diego Hernandez. He's got uh, 374 minutes, three starts, nine off the bench. Uh, Norris, 450. Mind you, he'd probably be higher if he wasn't running enough to play from time to time with, with the senior team. And and this just is such a young team. And, and I was going to say, okay, no one's happy with the record, of course. I admit to that. But myself, as a fan, understanding that it is a reserve team, I'm pretty excited that all these young players are getting minutes. You know, Diego Pepe is getting has gotten minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of other kids that have gotten minutes, and so of course you see this uh, in the way of uh, of the team has been very erratic in their performance. Uh, basically, unable to hold leads even when they have been winning. Uh, unable, so unable to turn three points uh, uh, and have to settle for a draw. Unable to settle to get a draw and have to settle for a loss. Drop points after drop points after drop points. How many times have we seen them score a goal and only to concede a goal within minutes? Sometimes, and and I don't mean like five, ten minutes. I'm talking like one, two minutes, like Mm. instant reaction. And that's a sign of a young team, you know. Um, They relax or they're too busy celebrating. They're unfocused. And while, sure, sure, the, some of the blame has to fall on Kano, I, I, I expect them to give him a full year. I mean, you got to get yeah. give the man an opportunity to get to know the – to. Uh, it takes a time to, to get to know all the players available to you from the academy. Um, and, and it's not like uh, Nico's system is his system, so he's learning that system as he goes too, trying to implement it. And so I, 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 all I can say is I have to be something behind the scenes that we're not aware of, and I don't really want to speculate about that. Yeah, uh, yeah kind of pointless we, too. But kind I mean, of pointless too. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe he lost the locker room. Maybe you know he rubbed some people the wrong way or something. Who knows? But um, as, we, as, we as well, got, the results were not great I mean, anyway, right? I'm well, the results are not great. I mean, that's that alone is enough to get most coaches fired if it was a senior team. But we're talking a roster team. I mean, um, play the young players, you know, and, and and 
I'm just stunned. Uh, there's no, no nothing nothing I can say to you know other than good luck to Coach Cano. You know, hope he succeeds wherever he ends up. And I don't know what the point is. I mean, is this is this is this a let's make a run to the playoffs kind of thing? I I don't know. I don't know what they're going for. So it'll be interesting. I mean, yeah. I'm still going to cheer the team on, but it'll be interesting to see if they roll out the same lineups or if they're going to make like, some kind of change. You know change because uh, right. i think it's john gall is taking over as the interim uh manager for now mm-hmm. and he's i think he's what the director of the academy so he should be quite familiar with the players available to him and here's another thing you know a lot of play a lot of the academy teams have finished their seasons you know the u19s u17s and some players are going to be going off to college and whatnot but the other players that are you know whatever players are available you know, they're going to be with North Texas, you know, whether it's just an uh, academy uh, contract or, or or whatnot. So I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to reinforce because some of these U19s who had a very successful season, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to sign a couple of them to, to the North Texas roster. To Obviously, it needs reinforcements. Yeah, and the, and the most recent signing that North Texas announced was Dylan Lacey, a midfielder. Um, originally comes out, of, I think, the Philadelphia Union Academy. Philadelphia but, Union Academy, yes. Yeah, so interesting prospect there. A guy that they're planning to bring along into the into the team. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I think the bigger picture. You know, I mean, I, I, it just raises the question of of how FC Dallas sees the role of North Texas and. Uh, and there is a solution to an answer to that question. And just what we've been seeing from Bernard Kumungo, who we'll talk about in a moment, some of these other guys who are given their senior team some minutes, either off the bench or at the start, maybe not the most perfect minutes, but they're guys who you can tell are able to come in. They're familiar with the system. They're training with the first team, but they're getting minutes with North Texas. So that's kind of what you want from that reserve team to bring up interesting prospects, to give them a chance where in the past, FC Dallas would sign some of these guys. Um, these They found that one guy, uh, Augustin Hara from uh, from Argentina at a textile factory. Argentina. They said, this guy has something, and but they didn't have a isn't place he, to stash him, you know? <laughs> isn't he the guy that pretty much retired one of our players? I want to say he had uh, that. that uh, maybe. All I remember... All I remember is he had a monster tackle that got one, oh. one of our players injured. And, um. But, like, so, you know, that's what you want to see with North Texas, at least a, a place to stash these interesting prospects, low, low risk, high reward kind of a deal, and, and provide a meaningful pathway to the senior team and to depth for the senior team. That's not just a complete rookie guy. And even this, this season, I think we've seen a little bit of that. We saw, we've seen some of Cano's work perhaps with them some where you get some quality minutes from, from Indole, you get, you get minutes from Kamungo, you get some minutes from Norris and stuff that may not have been perfect, but they at least help the team in a, in a time of need. So the big question I think for FC Dallas is just what kind of coach do they want? I thought with this hire, they were getting someone who was going to be on the same page with Nico, have a nice system, have a nice flow set up between the senior and first team. There's a lot out of, out of Javier's control this season with the injuries, as you said, he, I don't think he ever was able to put together the best 11 
because of just what the senior team needed. So it's a so that bigger picture is kind of what coach do they want? Do they want to win titles? If so, wonderful, great. But then that might mean a different path. That might mean you don't want to send guys up to the senior team. You might want to, uh, you might have to have to deal with that relationship. Well, differently. I think, I think that FC Dallas wants the best of both worlds with North Texas. They want to, they want them to develop players, but they also expect a winning product. They they want to establish a winning culture, you know, in the organization, and that starts, you know, from the bottom up, and and and. You you want players that they're not they're not happy to see. And mind you, mind you, North Texas they they try to market it as its own, you know, mm-hmm. separate mm-hmm. entity. And if you're gonna treat it as a separate entity, even though we all know it's not, if this was a non-reserve team in another league, this firing would not be all that shocking, you know. So so the question is is how does North Texas view itself? You know, and, and, and it, this, it could be as simple as that, as them basically saying, hey, you know, we we may be a reserve team, but we're not treating this team as a reserve team. We're treating it as a Division three professional team, and we expect results. So it could be as mm-hmm. simple as that, you know. So so we'll find out over time, you know. I'm sure eventually we'll, we'll get some some news flowing out to us. But like I said, it could be as simple as that as, hey, we, we're holding this team to a higher standard than just being a reserve team. We expect wins, and we're not going to accept mediocrity or mediocre results. And and honestly, like I said, if this was not a, a reserve team, no one would be shocked that their manager right, got sure, sure. fired midseason. And so. Maybe, so maybe this is a wake-up call for those of us who have been <clears throat> seeing North Texas as, uh, you know, as that – just that reserve team and the and the priorities are different. Maybe this is Dan Hunt and company saying, "No, we need to be winning more games than this, and we need a coach that's going to help us I, out there." So. I will, I will tell you. I'll admit to something here. Like in those rough patches in the past couple of years, where FC Dallas has, has occasionally had its, its downturns, and you know what I mean. They're mm-hmm. they're doldrums where where they're dropping points, you know, on 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 a weekly basis because they always have those stretches. It was always nice to have North Texas to root for because, you know, at least you knew they were going to be entertaining and you knew they were very likely to get a point or three points and, and at least cushion some of that some of that pessimism from, from overcoming you. But this season, that's not what's happening because, you know, FC Dallas right now currently with all the injuries is, is in that dreaded doldrums again. But North Texas isn't there to cheer me up. You know, because they're in their doldrums too. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I understand what North Texas is trying to do, and and like I said, good luck. I hope. I always, if if they add the proper reinforcements, this this team can rebound and make a run, and I think that's very much what they're going to try to do. Well, we'll give uh, you know one more uh, opportunity for Cano's voice to be heard here. Uh, our his classic line during one, uh, I think pregame conference. And by the way, I love your podcast. Podcast. I was listening. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Coach. Uh, best of luck thanks, for us to come, and we'll of course report more if we find out any more about this situation uh, and, and things. And of course, uh, when North Texas, how they decide to move forward in the future, it's, it'll, it definitely will make. This week, kind of interesting to watch to see 
how the team prepares for their match this weekend. Um, going back to bridging from that, we, we do have North Texas to thank for Bernard Kumungo, who once again was a clutch player as FC Dallas traveled up to Seattle, Pacific Northwest, a crucial away game, especially considering their poor run of form lately. They gave up an own goal early uh, off of our of our latest superstar, uh, Sam Junka. And, <laughs> that guy uh, just can't miss. Man, just unfortunate for him. Unfortunate is yeah. one of those things that happens. But the team kind of hung in there. And uh, from a uh, assist from Sebastian Letjet, a, a beautiful headed goal in from Camungo. Just kind of out of nowhere, but it was a crucial goal for the youngster. And a crucial goal for the team as they, they are then are able to see out the game and get an away point. Martin Paz with another standout performance. Quite a goalkeeper we have on our hands in Frisco. I just hope we can build around him quite quickly here. Because if he keeps playing like this, some other team is going to come sniffing to see um, if he wants to go back to Europe. You know. So, uh, What were your thoughts from this match, uh, Jose? Was so this a, was this a little bit of a, a little more of a bright spot than what we have experienced recently, right? I I can't think of a time, a recent time, where not just myself but most of the fan base, as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, has come out of a draw so happy with that draw, so excited that the team got a draw, and it's because it's against Seattle. I mean, it, it it's you know. They've always it's always been a nightmare scenario to travel to Seattle and, and walk away with anything, uh, and that's usually when you're full strength to go in there all banged up. You know, playing players out of position and, and whatnot, and, and having players that are coming off of injuries that aren't all the, all, all all the way back, and to walk out of there with a point. I mean, <laughs> I think we all celebrate it like it's a win, but there were quite a few stunning uh you know things that happened during the game that 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 i think that's where the excitement comes from and of course come on goes what uh is that his, his third goal and each one of his goal has been clutch something that we normally only see from jesus ferreira mm-hmm. so that's the excitement that, hey, you know, once jesus gets back and the team gets healthy, the Kamungo will now be a guy coming off off the bench and it's nice to know that you have a guy coming off the bench that can be dangerous, that can get game-winning goals or, or game-tying goals. And that's what the excitement is with Kamungo is because we all just we all know he's just scratching the surface of, of where he can be. So that's exciting. The, the other thing is is legit with the assist. I mean, let's face it. This is what ex- this is what is expected from Lejet, and and it's good to see him uh, perform and produce, and and it's a good sign. Is he's not back, but it's a sign that he's getting back, and that's that's I'll take that for now. You know, that's that's what we need. We need Lejet to live up to expectations. So yes, happy to see Lejet. The other thing is Dante Sealy. My goodness. The, the the sub in the second half where everybody was collectively looking at the, each other and asking, has he ever played left back in his career? And honestly, I don't think anyone mm-hmm. has ever seen him play that. And 
the 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 attacks that that Seattle was just basically terrorizing us with in the first half all but disappeared because Dante Sealy comes in the left back and and uh, uh, was it Hunkwa that that rotated over to the right side? Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. for Jesus, and it was night and day. I mean, let's face it. We we were many of those near near goals came in the first half with uh, Giovanni getting turned and 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 everybody basically having to scramble. Uh, on defense to try to save what looked like, you know, attack after attack. So, mm-hmm. Dante Sealy comes in. I, I think we're all stunned and we're all like, okay, okay. So, Dante Sealy, he looked good his first game and now he looked great a second game and, and in defensive fashion, which we totally unexpected. And, and it's good to know that he has that in his wheelhouse. Very happy about that, and as a whole, I mean, pass standing on his on his head just to save us. But no, I mean, you got to be happy with with coming out of Seattle, right. and 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 right. yes, it wasn't pretty, but with a with a makeshift banged up lineup, this is what you want. You want to be able to scrap and at least try to walk out with a point, and and so we are we're all happy and we're all envisioning this team getting better. Yeah, a good shout out to Facundo Quinone, who um, has had his moments this season. He's had some really strong moments this season that has, uh, you know, we, we've, I think we've been a little more disappointed at times in Edwin than we have it's, been in Facundo. And it's and a redemption I, arc, isn't it? It's a redemption yeah. arc for for mm-hmm. Facundo. And and I I know some people aren't too happy with with uh, Edwin, but Edwin's still young. He's still learning. He's not the answer, but he's also not a problem. Um, let him grow. Let him get minutes. Let him, you know, get better, which he will with time. And and Kinyon, like I said, wow, he's he's. Uh, I think at the beginning of the year we were all like, okay, that guy's got to go. <laughs> and now I can't envision him. I can't envision team moving on from him right now. I mean, honestly, he's still what twenty eight, twenty nine. So he's, he's definitely, I yeah. honestly, honestly, he's having such a good season that I, I would not be surprised if the team has to field offers for him, you know, from, from, uh, South American teams, you know, that's that he's not going to be an expensive, uh, player to acquire. So, so he's a player that they can bring in and give him starts, you know, for the right team. So honestly, I think he's in that sweet spot of less than a million, um, and that, and, and because of his age, you know, he's going to be hitting 30 sometime next year. I think FC Dallas would probably be more willing to let him go for, for under market value, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy if he stays and I'm happy if he goes, you know, but I'm, I'm saying, he, I think he's played himself to a position where I think he's a player that, that will FC Dallas will probably fielding calls for, um, mm-hmm come to not this transfer window, but next transfer window. And God, I hope not this transfer window. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the timing is really tough right now, unless some guys get healthy quick. There's, there's uh, he had break. the key pass yeah. leading to the goal, right? That was Edwin Cerillo, by the way. Edwin Cerillo had that pass to Legette that led to the assist. 
So Edwin, who gets, he gets basically accused of, of not being progressive enough, did the right thing and, and made the right progressive pass. And he needs to do more of that. It's a good sign. Like I said, there was many good things to get out of this game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you, you know, you, you take away that own goal. Maybe we're talking about three points. Maybe, maybe FC Dallas is able to put it together, but that's, they're able to come back. They're able to find that goal and to get it from someone like Kamungo. It's a great story. It's a bright spot in this season. And now they have a nice little break before the league league's cup arrives here. And so hopefully some um, more guys get healthy and one, one last shout out. And that's to Ansa who looked, uh, like the answer to who's going to be Jesus's backup because he, he looked very natural out there. Uh, I, I'm not saying he looked great, but from what little we've seen of him, he looks like a good like-for-like like replacement, which, you know, you got Jesus and you got Jimenez, but Jimenez is not a like-for-like like replacement. He's a completely different style player, which means you'd have to alter the way you play. But Ansa looks like a player that can come in and play similar. Yeah. And they went out and got the answer to who's going to back up his who's next. That's what I'm excited about it is that that answer looks like a player that can come in and relieve his who's and the team would not have to change their shape or change the where they're playing, which is what they needed. You know, he looked he looked fluid. He looked competent. He looked uh, to have just he just looks right. And, and that's, I'll take that. I mean, it, you know, I saw enough to get excited to say, Hey, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. guy looks like he's got something. Yeah. I'm not saying he's special. He doesn't have to be special. He just has a guy that can give his, who's a rest from time to time, which his, who's hasn't been getting. <laughs> be, it'll be inter interesting to see him in this upcoming tournament. I think we'll, we will get to see more of him uh, and hopefully some guys get fit. Hopefully Paxton, and Paul Ariola, who we already heard, was um, working his way back, making good progress. Which um, so a good sign for for this this uh, summer. Well, the injuries have just eaten this team alive, and and it gives us some hope and some optimism. And thanks RT News seventy one seventy for all of your your great comments and questions there. Um, speaking of right back, the the big rumor today, although it's just a rumor, and uh, but that Brian Reynolds may be coming back to MLS on a loan from Roma. He's not in Roma's plans. We saw him featured uh, extensively in the Gold Cup. He did a pretty good account for himself. He definitely shows that there's still some things that he has to work on, but he's a young player. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I'm not sold that, that he's coming back to MLS unless there is something that maybe there's a little homesickness mixed in and, and so some time back home might help him settle and mature a little bit and then before returning, but who knows, but I think there's probably still some negotiation happening with another club that wants to come in and get him, and Roma is just trying to, or the agent's trying to get the best offer possible. But FC Dallas is rumored to be interested in bringing Brian Reynolds in, and with the way our right-back situation has been, don't we don't know how long Emma Tumasi's out, um, and if it's a serious thing. We know that Giovanni Jesus has definitely struggled. Um, so, so... You know, another right back in the mix isn't a terrible shout, uh, but if Emma gets healthy, it does create a sort of a log jam there. I'm, I'm not sure. 
uh, how they'll handle that. Unless they see Brian playing a little higher up on the field here and there, I'm not sure. But well, it's an interesting. I mean, rumor. Brian Reynolds coming to FC Dallas. Let, let's just say it happens. Let's say they 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 are. Let's just say they are actively trying to make it happen. That's that's a hey, we think we can make a run in the playoffs kind of move. That's a win now move, as far as I'm concerned. It's not a hey, we need a body at right back. I mean. He's a must-start guy the minute he gets on the field, in all honesty. And and if you're Roma, it's going to be only a half-season loan, so it's not that far of the question. If your game plan is to basically send him out for half a season and then give him a shot see, you know, during the break to see if they can get – if he's going to help the team or find him another loan after that. So, so it's not far-fetched, but frankly, I'm as much as I love – Reynolds and, and, and love what he could bring to the team. <clears throat> I would rather they not. I would rather it, it has nothing to do with, with MLS or it's nothing to do with that. Uh, it's my opinion that there are four right backs on the senior roster. Four of them. And and you're talking yeah. about Tumasi. You got talking about Giovanni Jesus. You're talking about Endele. You got Colin Smith. I'd rather, I'd rather one of them step up, you know. Uh, and 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 frankly, as far as I'm concerned, if they're serious about bringing Reynolds, then then I, I'm worried that Emma is is injury is far worse than they're leading on, because that's you know that's the only reason you'd need to bring in a starter, is because you know Giovanni Jesus uh, is not because because he's a young player and he's he he's more of an attacking player than, than a defensive player. He's not a player you can start out like you can start every match. Uh, he's more of a, a start him against the right opponent or start him as a change of pace coming off coming off the bench. And so that would be my concern is admitting to hey, Emma is more banged up than we're leading on, mm. and and mm. and or something else. You know, let's 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 not forget that some players on this roster have transfer value, and if this team wants to make changes at other positions a player like emma who's not making you know a crap ton of money and who who has plenty of mls starting experience a player like that becomes uh very very enticing for other mls teams you know the same thing goes for a guy like edwin surreal you know if the team was to basically decide they don't want to go with a with a you know the two DMs and, 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 and say, hey, you know, we want to go with Kinyon and once we got Paxton back and Jet back, we're going to go back. Kinyon is going to be starting every match. Then a guy like Surio, who's got all these star experience, he becomes very enticing to, to another MLS team. And that's, the, frankly, the only way this team's going to make any major moves is if one of the players on the roster gets traded and then they take that trade funny money and go get another player for another position. So, Good question, um, RT News. Uh, yeah, I mean, does FC Dallas hold Pat? They, they brought in Ansa already. Colin Smith is back from his loan. I don't know if that is, can be adjusted and he goes back to Birmingham, but, um, you know, they, they and, probably have a close to a and, full roster. And Dante. And Dante. And Dante, is, right. Is and, and they just got a little something or the other from Justin Che. I don't think 
a lot, but they may have gotten something from Justin Shea being sold. Um, well, he, he, let's let's just see what he we do get that we know for a fact. And the one thing we know for a fact is it opens up a reserve roster spot for sure. And then he was making like 150 something like mm-hmm. that. So that frees up that salary. So at the minimum, I wouldn't be shocked if they take that money and, and, and sign a homegrown, for example, you know, um, that kind of reinforcement. So someone like, I don't know, Ramirez <laughs> or, or uh, you know, maybe they say, hey, Ursula is ready to make the step up from North Texas up to FC Dallas. But it frees it up. Maybe they take that money and, you know, Lock down Ice Stone, which they need to do, by the way. So having that open roster reserve spot and and little extra money, why can't you turn around after that to Ice Stone? So that would be my thing. Is I think that's what it does. It frees up a spot, and now you can go get your whoever your biggest homegrown target is, which I would assume is Ice Stone, and and sign them up and lock them up. Well, I think. Um... There are a lot of scenarios in play, I think, this transfer window for FC Dallas, and that because of what's happened in Miami with, with, with Messi coming in, and that team is going to go under a drastic makeover from what we are hearing, whether they can actually pull that off. Well, it's or, happening. Or, it's happening. They're, yeah. they're having a fire sale. They're like, hey, we got DP. You want them? You want this player? And they are. They're, they're, they're doing a fire sale. They're doing a – and can you blame them? I mean – they're they're dead last, aren't they? In the in the yeah. east, and if they're not, they're near dead last. So it doesn't hurt to have a fire cell because Messi is that kind of player that can win you a game by himself. That's not something you can frown upon. I mean, it, it it's he's the kind of player that can turn losses into draws and draws into wins, and and. Whatever you think of Miami, that alone will make them exciting to watch. You know. Um, well, with that fire it, sale it, and other teams jockeying around, you know, there's always potential for FC Dallas to go out and and uh, you know uh, pick up a player on, on a very ex- a very nice friendly deal who really helps the team. So I wouldn't. I, all my point is, I think is I just, I wouldn't put it out of question that FC Dallas is not going to make a move of some kind to strengthen this team. And it may still mean someone departing. I, uh, the MLS guys like Andrew Wiebe and others have always said that FC Dallas can buy down one of their DPs and open up a DP spot, which would be really cool to see. Uh, and maybe with, with Pepe's being sold and Che, maybe they have some fun, funds to go out and get somebody, but I, we haven't heard any smoke to that yet. And not in, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. And I don't know whether that player would be worth it to bring in that would make a big enough difference as this team pushes. So it is a confusing time. There's not a clear, in my opinion, a clear spot on the roster where there's not someone when everyone's healthy that you can easily just, uh, you know, you have Velasco at left wing. You have Ariola at right wing. In the midfield, you got Paxton, Sebastian, Edwin, and Facundo. I mean, who do you want to displace about, about that group? Although, yeah, I'm sure a, a really great defensive mid would be an awesome addition to this team, but you probably have to make room. We got our backup striker. I, we got a young striker in Camungo. You know, central defense, left back, right back. I mean, we're kind of – right back maybe the only question mark, mark at this point, but – you know, I, I think we're a pretty good place in every position. So it would have to be a 
a really interesting deal and an interesting I, player. I'm pretty much decided what player. If, if you're only going to go out and get one player, just one, then I think you have to go out and get a dual-purpose player. Not, not a player at this position or that position, but I want a player that can play both as a center back and a defensive mid. So it's got to be somebody that's multi-talented uh, that can come in. Uh, and, and, you know, we're talking like maybe maybe the guy isn't the biggest center back. Maybe he's like six foot or six foot one. But it's a guy that can play. <laughs> no, you, you can't bring your hockey gear onto the soccer uh, field, Marcin. <laughs> but, uh, no, seriously, I, I think getting a player – with the idea that it's going to be a super sub type player or someone that could, hey, if you want to keep going with with uh, Kinyon and Serio, it would be nice to get another six, you know, and 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 honestly, the only player they have right now that fits that is Nolan Norris, by the way, <laughs> but That's right. I don't think he's ready to perform at the level that we need him to perform. He's probably a year or two years away from being that kind of player. But uh, frankly, they need to get a veteran version of that. They need to get a player that can rotate in at center back or at defensive mid. Good stuff. So a good question. A good question is about you know maybe maybe FC Dallas stays pat. Maybe they feel pretty good about where they are, and maybe something comes their way and lands in their lap. There's a lot of teams going through. A lot of stuff. Toronto's a mess. Uh, you know, Inter Miami is is doing a lot of turnover. I, I'm I'm, um, you know, rumors that LAFC may be going after somebody, and so they may need to make some room. There's all kinds of, oh, of course, there's, uh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of people. Players are going to get discarded in in Miami and some other teams, you know. So, so these are players that are, we're not going to be too excited of signing, but could frankly help us. I mean. Uh, Someone like Uloa, who's probably on, 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 on the outs in Miami because of the, you know, he's a player that can get rid of and, and free up a spot for one of their big name acquisitions, you know, who's not making too much and it's not going to hurt them so much. So someone like that might become available. And that's someone who wouldn't necessarily excite us, but you're getting a, no, a known commodity, a, a player you know what you're getting when you put on the field. And and honest, frankly, I I think that's the kind of player they're gonna go after. Whoever they if they bring someone in, I, you know, yes, I love another DP, but I don't think that's gonna happen this this summer window. And and I think it's gonna be more of a player that we're all like, hmm, well, he's serviceable, he can give us minutes, and and that's frankly what I'm expecting. Well, um. Leagues Cup action begins this weekend, uh, on Friday actually. Should be an interesting match as uh, FC Dallas welcomes Charlotte FC, and then plays. Uh, uh, who do they play in their group here? Nicaxa. Nicaxa. Yeah, Nicaxa. Also at Toyota Stadium, so should be some fun opportunities but it is it's a it's a long break until their next regular season matchup on august 20th meanwhile we do have uh, all-star game for those of you who care about the all-star game i don't think i've watched the all-star game in a few years i'll catch a clip or two but 
Uh, but Jesus Ferrer will likely feature, and he's going to feature in the. I, I watch uh, it as long as uh, our FCD players are playing. So, yeah. if Jesus plays the first half, I'll watch the first half. If he plays the second half, I'll watch the second half. But I'm not going to watch. As soon as he's yanked, um, my interest level just disappears. Yeah. Well, but it might be fun to watch. You never know. It's just kind of uh, you just hope your guys don't get injured and don't get more worn out um, than what they already are. So it uh, should be interesting this week. Uh, finally, um, I, I think, you know, the, the big news we've already talked about is Messi. Messi coming to MLS, to enter Miami. I did not watch the announcement last night. I wasn't going to learn anything interesting, just that Lionel Messi is excited to be here. Feels really welcome. He's already been shopping at the local grocery store. Um, be picking up cereal all, and stuff. He's already picking up bad American habits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that yeah. stuff for, for his kids. Yeah, uh, getting some... Yeah, getting the basics, I guess, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know, whatever. Uh, should, you know, be, should be I, fun. I, it's going to be I a know. little circus down there. But you know what? People, you know, were coming up to him and taking pictures and this and that. And I got to say, he's probably thought it was the best thing ever. Like, you know, if he was somewhere else, he would be getting mugged. Like, <laughs> you know, he had to have private escort or, you know. And the fact that he could probably go at least one aisle without someone coming up and asking him uh, uh, for an autograph, it probably means the world to him. That's that's one underrated thing that people who crap on the league miss, and that's the fact that you can be a big-name star and come to the U.S. and play, and it doesn't matter the sport. You can have a little semblance of privacy uh, that you normally wouldn't get in other countries. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can live in, you know, you can go out in public and, and, and not get mugged, you know, not have paparazzi following you around or stalkerazzi or whatever you want to call them, you know, and, and it's, it's, I think that's something that that's undersold. It's like, Hey, come to us. You can have some semblance of normality in your, in your life that your family will appreciate. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. It will be fun to watch and see if Inter Miami can pull back into contention, right? If they can pull back into some sort of play. I'll be cheering for them in League's Cup because, you know, I, I'm not as pessimistic as everybody else about what FC Dallas is going to do. I think FC Dallas is going to play uh, some of these, you know, they just got Sealy, they got Ansa. Uh, those guys will get minutes, you know, and the guys, I think the guys that will get minutes are the guys that are coming back from injury, you know. Uh, your Paxton Pomical, your Legettes, uh, Ariolas, these guys need to find their form. And I'd rather they find their form in League's Cup than in MLS. And and so I don't think they're going to roll out a B team or reserve team. I think it's going to be a a A minus team, you know. Mm-hmm. You're Sure, they're going to play reserves, but the stars they play are going to play, it's going to be these guys. It's going to be, you know, a Legette, a Paxton, uh, Ariola guys that are coming back from from injury that need the minutes uh his sues joanna his needs minutes the guys that i expect to sit are you know far fan uh his uh maybe surreal or 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 quinone uh pass but that's about it those are really the only players i can foresee them maybe velasco you know, so you're talking about Jimmy Marr starts, Hunqua starts instead of Farfan. That's not so bad. Um, 
you know, Velasco doesn't start. Dante Celius looked great. Anse gets minutes. Um, Jimenez is going to have to get minutes. So, like I said, to me, it'll be more like an A minus team than 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 a complete B team or a B plus team, if you will. And uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because all, every player that I mentioned needs minutes. You know, Kamungo mm-hmm. needs minutes. You know. I'm excited yeah. about that. Even Obreon needs minutes for crying out loud. So I think I think being at home too makes it so that <laughs> uh, Velasco may simply need rest and, 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 and you know, there's been a lot of pressure on the kid with everybody else being injured and and uh, frankly he may need some time away to get his head straight, you know. Let him go to Argentina and get some of that um, you know that that homesickness taken care of. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I won't be upset if Velasco is allowed to take a vacation and go back home for a week or two. Um, if it means he comes back and and is reinvigorated, that's the same thing goes for Jesus. You know, pass and needs to go spend time with his sexy girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and Farfan just needs to rest in general. So. Some players I'll be happy to see them get rest, and other players need to play. So honestly, I I wouldn't be I would not be shocked if 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 uh, FC Dallas fields one of the stronger lineups in League's Cup because while we're all worried that they're gonna not take it serious, we have no clue how everybody else is gonna take it. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a fun fun uh, fun tournament. I think for every team that doesn't take it serious there's going to be a team that takes it serious and it's going to be those teams that are at the lower end of the table or that are have been struggling of late like fc dallas who are going to take it serious because there's three there's three uh ccl um spots on the line and and uh you know you you look at the usoc and who are the teams that are take it serious the guys at the bottom of the table because that's one way they can claim they had some kind of success and and win that CCL spot. So, yeah, I think I think FC Dallas can be one of those teams, and uh, I won't. I expect them to get out of the group, you know, unless they totally prove me wrong and they start all the North <laughs> Texas guys, which is still a possibility. Well, appreciate all the comments, everybody tonight, um, and I think we're going to leave it there for for now. And appreciate your time. A lot of interesting news to get to. Uh, today and of course we'll be following along at afterburn.soccer please uh, check out the piece i wrote about uh, javi cano's departure as head coach of north texas uh, uh, interesting little tidbits there uh, as well as some other news we look back at the weekend and of course this week we'll bring you some other news and video uh, especially the first media availability for uh, north texas uh, with coaching staff um, as they meet with the media on Thursday we'll have some interesting perspectives there talking about what they're looking to do and how they're looking to build from this moment with that team but it should be nice so so yeah all-star stuff going on for the next couple of days and we got on Friday we got the the league's cup kicking off plenty of soccer to get to and enjoy and the women's world cup by the way which should be a lot of fun so yeah. um all right. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks. And good night, everybody. Please like, subscribe, share. We'll see you next time. Good night.